0: you're listening to son
1: I don't think you like it
0: well why not I like this new generation of music that's my purse that's my boss
1: I don't know you that's my purse that's my purse I don't know you purse now that's my purse don't be afraid to shout it that's my purse purse. try it again that's my purse I don't know you oh yeah oh yeah what's up guys welcome to the texas state boggle champions podcast (laughs) oh yeah
0: that's
1: Uh, my purse (laughs) that's my purse i don't know you exactly (laughs) i love it i think that's what started Uh,
0: this whole gig wasn't it
1: probably um yeah you know it's it's, it's probably my favorite line from from any tv show ever not just anything yeah
0: my friends quote that one a lot that's that's absolutely their favorite bobby hill moment
1: it's just so fun and like you can yell it out and like it's you know never gets old (laughs) not not at all but uh my name's joe guys and and who's with me here i don't know you You don't know me yet.
0: No, not yet. So, (laughs) but you will. Yeah, but we'll, uh, my name's Tony DeGraw. How are you doing, guys?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, we're both, you know, people from other other things and other ventures where you may hear us from, but we were talking, we're like, you know, I really love King of the Hill. And Tony's like, I really love King of the Hill, too. So, like, we're like, shit, should we do a King of the Hill podcast?
0: Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, of
1: course, the answer is yes, because that is my purse.
0: Yeah, that's definitely, well, that's my purse too, but what I'm going to say is that uh, we share our love for Mike Judge more than anything, yeah. and I think your favorite movie is Idiocracy. That's or, my
1: favorite movie of all time.
0: Yeah, and I did like Beavis and Butthead do America, but That's overall, also one of
1: my favorite movies of all time.
0: Oh, absolutely. It's like one of the best soundtracks that's even out there. Oh my God,
1: yeah, rollercoaster
0: yeah. of
1: love.
0: And then uh, I think that's with the Dave Navarro chili peppers, if I'm not mistaken. So that's, it is.
1: That's the one hot minute.
0: Yeah. And then we have, uh, let's see, what else? The office space.
1: Yep. Silicon Valley. Yeah, Silicon Valley. Um, the good family. The the one that's really the unknown uh, Mike Judge product, project. Yes, definitely. It's basically a king of the hill, but with uh, hippies. <laughs> <laughs> Vegan hippies.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then um, his most recent project—I'm trying to remember the name of that.
1: Um, the bus. Mike judges sometimes get on the bus with Mike Judge or something.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's a—he's uh, well in the know when it comes to Hollywood and casting uh, talented actors. So the infamous or famous uh, Greg Daniels helped yeah. write overall the King of the Hill. And I was watching their documentary today, and they were sharing uh, experiences while he was writing the Beavis and Butthead Do America. Yes.
1: This is the actual script, the entire like script to the movie.
0: Oh, wow. you got illustrations.
1: Got oh, yeah, illustrations and everything. I got this when, it, when the movie first came out because at that point in time, it was my favorite movie
0: yes and actually how Mike judge's got a start um, this dude like went to school to be a like a physicist or he was in physics engineering or something yeah and he just had a love for animation he really wanted to do stand-up comedy so instead of doing stand-up comedy he started doing the uh, art school on the side and did some festivals so when he when he made a pitch uh, he had his first two indie festival entries one was an office space characterized into a cartoon and the other side was beavis and butthead so guess which script won in <laughs> the early 90s
1: <laughs> oh <laughs> i don't know <laughs> yes yeah, so we were, had were, were you more of a beavis or a butthead
0: I was always more of a Beavis head because of the cornholio thing, you know. Yeah.
1: I need, I need
0: teepee teepee and
1: I always thought I was going to be the Beavis, but I was more of the Butthead, really.
0: Yeah, I had a lot of fun uh, mimicking uh, Beavis and Butthead, and yeah. and honestly, I did not know who Primus was at the time, but that's where my love for Primus came from. Oh, was yeah, from watching Beavis and Butthead.
1: Um. Also, when they even had like when Les Claypool was in sausage in the first episode of Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was that weird video where they were dressed like the blue jumpsuits, uh, the sausage video.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, I
1: think the first voice for Hank
0: Hill, and we didn't know it, came from Beavis and Butthead as Mr. well. Mr. Anderson. Yes, definitely. And boys have been whacking off in my tool shed.
1: <laughs> they were whacking <laughs> in my tool shed. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh, that
0: I that God. was obviously fun to watch as a kid, and then as, a, as an adult, you're like, oh wow, it still kind of holds up today to be funny. And uh, yeah,
1: because it's it's on a Paramount Plus now, uh, where you can watch it all. Um, you know, you'd be, washing the dog, washing the dog. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, all the uh, music videos that was that was what made my hook in um, Beavis and Butthead was that they yeah. would definitely uh, parody over top of the video as they watched it.
1: I will tell you, though, this is the sad part. If you do watch it on Paramount, the music videos aren't in the episode. It's just the episodes.
0: Yeah, I have to use YouTube to go back and get some of my nostalgia from it. But uh, while watching that documentary, he was pitching those two cartoons. Obviously, Beavis and Butthead won. And then he went to create the movie, and he wanted to still expound on his catalog. And we didn't know it at the time, but it was a written script. And what they did uh, between him and Greg Daniels was made a pencil test. And in, for people in the know in animation, I actually learned a lot of animation in that short video. Hmm. That they did the pencil test because they have to be able to prove their worth in order to pitch it to Fox. And the Fox executives saw that and they made a short cast of a few characters. And, uh, which is known as the four middle-aged boys that you see at the side of the picket fence. Cracking yep. open a cold one, mm-hmm. and yep, yep.
1: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so it's just uh, them passing the time, and then you you originally get to Hank Hill, and he gets through the voice, and then he yep. literally does the whole pitch in Hank Hill's voice, and in animation during that pe- pencil test. And so what they decided was is uh, to uh, make sure that Greg Daniels helps with the writing, so he can you know basically cohesively make a storyline. And from what I understand, they wanted it to be more of a family-oriented show, in which we yeah. know and love today. And to me, that's some of the most incredible screenwrites, because they did panel animation, and panel anim- animation seems to be the uh, biggest character of animation content that we even have today is doing the panels. I mean, heck, even SpongeBob does panel in- you know, animation. Yeah, correct. And that's probably the biggest medium that they use today in order to do that type of animation. But what I did not know... Is that after they uh, got the pitch, they did a, the full first season, fully casted, even with the execs and everything, and had it uh, created before they really aired it? Because you know how Fox just likes to cancel something at yeah. a heartbeat.
1: <laughs> Fox, you there's so many one season Fox shows. Oh man, I don't know how many jailbreaks there are. <laughs> there was what? What was the show where um, every single time, like they would go to commercial break, they, they'd make a joke about like a Fox show that got canceled.
0: Yeah, a Family Guy did that at one point. Was it uh, Family Guy? I think Family Guy. Uh, Where he think... went through
1: like an entire list of shows that were canceled off Fox. Yeah.
0: yeah, it was because it was actually I think it was Brian and Stewie dialogue that did that.
1: Oh, I think it was when they came back to Fox, like after they got repicked up. Yeah, and, and then the they went to the season. entire list. Yeah,
0: yeah, they really uh, hit that one out of the park and just oh. started spitballing every single one yeah. that 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 aired shortly for one or two. Uh, like from a pilot to a second, and then yeah. and then they did the the expounded uh, ones. They actually did a full season, and then you never heard of them again. So there was um, go ahead.
1: The show I was thinking of was Tosh because oh, he does that with uh, comedy central shows that were canceled.
0: Oh yes,
1: every time he went to commercial break.
0: Yeah, uh, sadly, Chappelle show was my favorite one out of all those. But yeah, <laughs> well, I don't know if Chappelle show was canceled or just canceled itself. <laughs> I think some sometimes you need a break. And yeah, uh, you that know, was a great show, too. Yeah, and uh, talking about uh, having uh, a moral dilemma, um, Hank Hill and Peggy and Bobby, as a family unit, have expressed about every type of I would say family type that there is that they showed yeah. on TV and for you know running the, the seasons that they did, they matured and growed uh, every single season and they went through hardships. They you know, they they shared uh, death of loved ones and. And also, you know, battle things like sex ed and drugs and, you know, all the all all the uh, I would say, like kind of content that you would deal with the normal family. And it's just taking ordinary people and making an ordinary story. And King of the Hill really nailed that for me.
1: What I loved about it was and you said this already a little earlier, it's a clean adult cartoon. Like, most adult cartoons, they push the boundaries just to, like, prove that they're adult co- content-wise. <laughs> this is still a cartoon that adults enjoy, and it, it does have its moments of, you know, things that are more for adults, but at the same time, it's clean. It, they, it never really got, like, like Family Guy or The Simpsons or South Park or just, it didn't have to go down that, that rabbit hole of being extra explicit.
0: Yeah, and it was practical too because they just used ordinary people to model it over. So when they would try to uh, pair a voice with the animation, they would study, and this is what's called typecasting. Yep. Um, they would study ordinary people, like they were looking at people from Texas to actually uh, cast those types. So you have your Peggy Hill, yeah, you know, just take charge. You know she's a substitute teacher, and you know she owns it. She owns Boggle the champion, truck. Boggle champion. Uh, she really taught Hank a huge lesson about sticker price and buying a truck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's great! So she took charge. She, I would say she's pretty much the head of the family in a way. But you know, Hank. Hill, yeah, she wears the pants. She wears her own pants. <laughs>
1: her pantaloons.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, uh, Bobby's just a, you know, uh, really chill, relaxed, uh, teenager and just trying to get through, uh, the whole, uh, pre-pubescent period of his life and understand. And really
1: protect that purse.
0: Yeah. And that's Hank Hill's pride and joy. You're my boy. Oh. Like, yeah. So that's, that's, you know, their strong family in it. And then they build all the other characters around it. Uh, like yeah. you... Like, you see right in the first thing of the pilot episode, you really see, like, kind of the town of Arlen getting busy, and it's this little mosquito, like, flying around, and then what lands on Hank's neck, he just smacks it. Yeah. They, they're cracking up a cold one around the, the little Ford Ranger, and just, yep, yep.
1: Yep. I, you know what your problem is, Hank? It's a Ford. Fix it again, Tony. Yeah, know, right? Bill, that's Fiat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fix it. Again, like he, he had to pause yeah. to think about it. That's an acronym, dude.
1: I say that all the time. Like, whenever like anybody's got a Ford, I'm always like, you know what Ford stands for? Fix it again, Tony.
0: It, it stands for Flip Over and Read Directions.
1: Oh, well, I thought it was Fix or Repair Daily. Uh, found or, on the Road Dead.
0: Forget Out Running Dale. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've never heard that one.
0: What? Well, I'm from oh. Dell Earnhardt Country, so, you know. Um,. And always, like, with the characters that they have it, and building character development, it, it grew stronger. Every time they introduced mm-hmm. a new character, even if it was just a guest, they really build that story around that special guest where yeah. they really build the character into the season that, you you know, that the season finale, you got that cliffhanger in an in animation that wasn't really known as having, like, a cliffhanger in the yeah. animation, so... Uh, Not to spoil it or anything, but, you know, the whole Megalomart explosion with Bucky and all that, that was that's a tough oh no, no, It's not
1: even spoiled. What about the parachute incident?
0: Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we wouldn't have our Texas State Boggle champ otherwise. I know. Yeah. Um
1: Which, speaking completely to an aside, do you play Boggle? Because I love Boggle. That's one of my favorite games.
0: I have never played Boggle. I have only watched Boggle happen on King of the Hill.
1: I am so good at Boggle. Um reason I like this game um I'm competitive when it comes to things like playing games especially especially board games The problem is so many games are based upon the luck of a roll of a dice You
0: mm-hmm. know
1: it you know it doesn't matter Roxy. how good you are but if or the Casinos. luck of the deal of a card like Phase 1 Uno you you're only going to be as good as what you get dealt like so if you don't get the right roll or you don't get the right cards it doesn't matter how good you are because you're just it's stacked against you. There's no way you can win. <laughs> boggle is a game of pure skill. Everybody plays from the same set of letters, and you have to just get as many words as you can. And if you get the same word as somebody else, you just both cross that word out, and neither one of you gets a point for it. Oh, that's
0: kind of like uh, Cards Against Humanity. It really has to—you have to get the uniqueness in order yeah, to so get the edge to compete. Basically, advantage. your
1: typical Boggle is a four by four. Um, uh, square and you have sixteen dice in it, and the dice have letters on them. So you shake it up, and you put it down, and then basically you have to get as many three plus letter words as you can without you know you can go across, up and down, diagonally. You just can't use the same letter twice.
0: Also, they have to be uh, congruent to what it's touching in the dice.
1: Yep, they have. To, you have to basically just go around and make words out of what's in the dice and get as many words as you can before the timer goes off.
0: Wow. That actually boggles me because I'm more <laughs> of a numbers guy than I am there's, a letters guy.
1: There's so many different methods to this. You can go for basically like the quick words, just get a whole bunch of three-letter words, but, but you don't get as many points per word, and most people get those words they cross out. Or you can focus and take your time and go for this, just the big points words.
0: Yeah, I think I do good with the Wheel of Fortune, RSTL and E kind of yeah. thing.
1: Just don't do the South Park Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst episode ever.
0: Oh, man. People who annoy you. Yeah, South Park, that's another one. Oh my goodness. Uh not to run on a tangent, but South Park literally as a show has rebranded every character in their catalog to either make them a main you know, a main character, but uh it just boggles me. On (laughs) how how many uh character developments they can do and rebrand every single season. And yeah. I think what having shows like King of the Hill to, to kind of push their edge, they're kind of like their Monday Night Raw and Monday Night yeah. Nitro Wars. <laughs> both of those shows ran uh, congruent uh, at the same time, and they really were fighting for airspace. So um, we're talking mid-90s, late-90s yep. uh, cartoons. And to have an adult cartoon show, it wasn't like XXX adult. It was literally family-oriented. Everybody sat down at 8 o'clock on yeah. a Sunday evening, and you knew King of the Hill was coming on, so we always uh, did that to wind down our weekend, and honestly, uh, it grew every single season, as I grew through the 90s myself.
1: What are some of your other favorite animated shows from this era? Well, like not just that era, I guess, but just adult-themed animated shows.
0: Well, obviously, Simpsons would be one.
1: Yeah. See, my... I'm. I'm also. I also love The Simpsons, but I got in that phase where, like, you know, there were some seasons where they just kind of lost steam along the way. Uh, but my actual preferred groaning project is Futurama.
0: Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Futurama is a real. It's probably good one of my
1: my favorites of all time.
0: Yeah, just don't watch the Jurassic Park.
1: Oh no, the, do yeah. watch it. It's so good. <laughs> it's you so won't be good. sad at all.
0: No, not at all. Um, another adult cartoon, obviously, uh, was Beavis and Butthead, you know, the yep. predecessor, but it was still airing at the time. So you had to flip over to MTV and I think MTV two was the only one that aired it at the time. If I remember right.
1: It's possible. It came on around the same time, like liquid TV, like the Eon flux and all that stuff too.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause um, there wasn't fuse or, I mean, we had VH1 and MTV, but there wasn't like all the other newer.
1: Yeah. The other only, well, I don't know if this was basically where I was from because I grew up in Miami, but we had a channel called The Box also where it was like a request. Like people would request the videos. So like they would tell you, like, dial these numbers in and you can pick the next video that comes on.
0: Oh, yeah. The radio stations still do that here. So that's, you know, by request only, you know. And that but, was like
1: in the late 90s. That was a huge thing. Oh, uh, yeah. Our,
0: We're talking pre internet. Yeah. Well, internet had it start, but it was all the bee-boops, uh, you know, dubstep to get onto the yeah. landline. Only for your mom to pick up the phone and kill his connection.
1: <laughs> Dang it, Bobby. <laughs> but the, uh,
0: the number of things that we had to watch, um, if you didn't have cable or satellite, you were screwed and Fox. Yes. Fox made it happen, man. I'm telling you, for a local news network to have have a Fox channel uh, and to have bunny ears, where you know, I was the TV remote. I was also the antenna mover. <laughs> you know, so if we didn't get a show, I had to go outside and move the antenna. Right. Just to, and and then you would have somebody inside the house, and they would holler. And I'm going to use the word holler because I'm I'm from the south too. And <laughs> yeah. you would stop. Oh, we get we get the Fox station stop. So you had to you had to do that in order to yep. get that station.
1: It's funny, you're from the south, I'm from the extra south.
0: Yeah, well, you're the you're the north-south, you know, yeah, people yeah. from up north uh, migrate there.
1: That's always my joke, being in Florida, is uh, we're the only place you gotta drive north to get to the south. Yeah, and I think
0: even Texas people would be afraid of the Florida man.
1: Yeah, we're a whole different breed of people down here.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina, what we have is all the redneck sports, so we have NASCAR and wrestling that, that originated yeah. from here, and, you know, proud to be a part of that and be a Charlotte native. Myself, not too many people can call themselves that from my area. But we have uh, those stations. I think I had five channels. Fox was one of them, NBC, CBS. CBS was what I called old people because, like, there was no Big Bang Theory or anything to watch on CBS at the time. It was uh, little, Wait, 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 wait. we got
1: to just get this out of the way right now. There's Big Bang Theory is not something to watch. Like,
0: Well, no, no, no. It's but a terrible I'm saying, show. <laughs> I'm saying, like, a horrible,
1: much, horrible. If I alienated you was, on the episode was, one, listeners, i
0: Zero, like, any shows a kid would watch, like, at my age. Yeah. So, I mean, um, you had Matlock and in...
1: ABC was all, like, the Family Matters and that kind of shows, right? Like, Full House. And, full
0: House, Step by Step. Yeah. Um, They didn't have Wipeout yet, but you had... Uh, oh, Oh, uh, Carlton in the... Um, well, it was Bob Saget. It, yeah, and then Carlton did it. And then uh, Tom... Oh, America's Hergeroff. Funniest Home Videos. Yeah, America's Funniest Home Videos. And that was pre-YouTube. Yeah. And that was the predecessor to YouTube all, all day. So, On Sunday night, you had Hank Hill competing with uh, America's Funniest Home Videos. So you didn't care about the kid that won $10,000. You wanted to see what uh, Bobby Hill was up to. Or, exactly. Or Boomhauer. I, <laughs> I, was,
1: I was the Hill. Um, also, Adult Swim, just like for the just that that was like one of those legendary like heroic moments that's not all heroes wear capes adult swim putting all these shows on for so long and like syndication Mm -hmm. um i mean that was like that's all i watched i would just put adult swim on and it was like king of the hill family guy futurama um you know one of my favorites aqua teen hunger force i absolutely love aqua teen yeah don't you do a shake impression yeah, but I do. I do an even better Carl impersonation because, you know, you're putting two and two together, and I figured out you're really pissing me off. you to get
0: out of my freaking pool.
1: <laughs> get out of my freaking pool, Shake! <laughs> see, I was kind of Fry Guy and
0: Meat I Wide. Was, I was a <laughs> fan of those two characters as well. Yeah. And, um, uh, you remember, uh, let's we'll see, uh, um, uh, Space Ghost and Brack. Oh yeah, Space Ghost. Yeah, Coast to we're Coast. talking like 98, 99. Yeah, so the good. Brack show was so good. Oh. Um, and that like I um, think the mid two thousands. Yeah, or moral. So like the mid two thousands really. Uh, ran the reruns for a lot of fox shows so you had a lot of family guy and what's crazy now they're actually now coming back and rolling over king, king of the hill again so yep. one of my favorite episodes came on and that was Pro Pain. so it was like yeah, a I gta <laughs> yeah it's like a gta video game and but he like, gets obsessed yeah he gets obsessed with it he gets to the final level and final boss so peggy has to go to the developer of the game <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> she puts herself as the final boss that was like indestructible in the game <laughs>
1: Uh, that was one of my favorite episodes of King of the Hill, I got to say. It really was.
0: Yeah. and um, uh, Another
1: moment that always took out to me was like, you're not making rock and roll or Christianity any better. <laughs> 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 it was the concert.
0: I was watching a parody video of King of the Hill. Like, He took Bobby to the CD store. Oh, my goodness, CDs. That's, that sounds so yeah. late, late format. All right, kids, CDs was a round disc. It's actually called optical media, but well, I'm digressing. Yeah. Took him to the CD store, and he was like, what is this? So he would throw out the CDs, all the stuff he didn't like, and yeah. then it landed on, like, Disturbed or something, which is not in a real episode, but, <laughs> but it was, like, the new, was it uh, Show You the Light or something like that? And he was like, oh, this is really good. <laughs> I was, like, jamming to it. <laughs> I was funny. dying, but that was a parody video oh. of that, that scene where you took him to the CD store. Yeah. Oh, what was your favorite special guest in, in King of the Hill? Oh, man.
1: That's that's hard, man. I I always like Chuck Mangione, but it, like I mean, I don't know. Does Lucky count as a special guest or was Lucky more of like a repetitive character?
0: I think he's uh, he's part of the canon of King yeah. of the Hill. I would say a special guest would be like Dusty Hill from ZZ Top, okay? Because yeah, the I Hill be- name and that was yeah. epic. Uh, Willie Nelson's another one. Um,
1: my mind is so, like, I have like a, a certain number of episodes I remember inside and out, and then the rest of them are like just there. I, I mean, the second I watch them, I'll remember them all. But I need this, like, this is going to be great for me doing this rewatch. Uh, by the way, I don't think we've ever said what we're doing. We're going to go through episodically and, uh, and just break down each episode of King of the Hill.
0: Yeah, that would some be great.
1: Have some fun. Um,
0: uh, some like of the, the background characters, like, uh, as part of the main characters, uh, and I've shared this with Joe that I'm a big uh, Steven Root fan. Yeah. And uh, that's who plays Bill Dotrieve and also Buck Strickland.
1: Oh yeah, and a few and also, other side. Uh, although that's that's my stapler.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he plays Milton. Swing-wing. Yeah, he <laughs> plays Milton in Office Space. So you know, um, Mike Judge casted him in
1: Office Space. He's in every Mike Judge project, though. Uh, I think. Uh, well, idiocracy. He's the the lawyer or the judge in the courtroom. Yeah, the he's stupid a judge. judge.
0: Yeah. Um, I most famously know him from A Brother Where Art Thou he was oh, the yeah. the blind uh radio dj yep you know i mean
1: he's i don't even know how many things he's been in i wonder his IMD be like uh listing is like how many things has he been in it's got to be a lot
0: he has range and that's yes. who i would i would throw up against uh, somebody like um gary oldman uh, as well or somebody like that that has you know expansive range yeah cuz he yeah. doesn't
1: always play the same character
0: no, not at all. And then they even casted a uh, 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 Brittany Murphy as well. Yep. And
1: oh um, yeah, he has two hundred and sixty six acting credits.
0: Yeah, and even on other cartoons as well, not just uh, movies.
1: Oh yeah, all kinds of cartoons. Um, just, just he's been in everything: TV shows, cartoons, movies, you name it. He's probably done it.
0: He was uh, first cast typed for uh, Dale could you imagine King of the Hill uh, Stephen Root playing Dale and not no. uh, Bill
1: yeah no that's not that's not cool
0: <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't make sense now at all but that's that's originally what he uh, put his resume in for when they were looking but, uh, that's crazy you know, uh, I was
1: looking at some of his things he was in Roseanne th-
0: yeah this week of uh, Joe looking through uh, IMDB and yeah Wikipedia. Joe scrolls
1: IMDB cause that's yeah. what I do <laughs> Uh, he what, was in Home Home Improvement.
0: Yeah, he he's played a lot of side characters. In, he was in
1: two episodes of Star Trek: Next Generation.
0: Oh man, which isn't isn't Cheers a holiday uh, holodex from
1: uh, yeah. Star Trek? You're a big yeah.
0: Trekkie fan. I, I'm uh, yeah, kind of split some, between. I love w- some Star Trek. Yeah, I'm I'm a Picard fan. Um, uh, Riker's beard's a page I follow.
1: Yeah, oh, I have yeah. so many. I, I listen to so many Star Trek podcasts too. Um, yeah yeah I'm just, I'm just The universe is so big like the expanded universe yeah and
0: and to think about all the different characters uh from star trek star trek was a uh, was next generation out from 96 97 i think uh, we next still, generation
1: was the 80s like that the was late the 80s. 80s it was oh, like okay. 87 88
0: that might have uh, been the quiet years for star trek but, then well it went from
1: well, no, because Star Trek was definitely going strong till almost 2000. But, like, they had other series. It went from Next Generation overlapped with Deep Space Nine. Deep Space Nine overlapped with Voyager, which then overlapped with Enterprise. Yeah. And then after Enterprise, they kind of s- slowed down for a while. And then, you know, Discovery came out and just blew everyone's tits off.
0: Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. When I was a kid and I saw Star Trek click, had to change the channel because, like, I thought that was an adult show and I didn't get it <clears throat> as a kid. Well, it is.
1: It is an adult show.
0: <laughs> yeah, that kind of makes sense.
1: And it's, then, uh, it's not all the, see, because what's funny is I'm realizing more and more as I'm getting older that I don't like Star Wars. <laughs> like, and it <laughs> sucks because I want to, because everybody seems to like it. But when I watch it, all I see is just all the, like, the screw-ups, the plot holes, the, the, like, lack of story and character development.
0: See, <clears> like, <throat> I stuck with Ghostbusters because of that. The cheap you, props. You, well, yeah. And you had the cartoon, the real Ghostbusters, which I I dearly loved. And a lot of people didn't know, like you had characters like um, Peter Wakeman was being played by like Dave Coulier from Full House That's at cool. the time, and uh, Arsenio Hall was Winston, like Ernie, Ernie <laughs> Hudson.
1: Woo <laughs> woo! Cut yeah. it out!
0: <laughs> yeah, and uh, Ernie Hudson uh, actually uh, originally auditioned for the Real Ghostbusters the Winston, and he wasn't Winston enough to play his own role.
1: <laughs> That's awesome!
0: And they put in Arsenio Hall. That that had to be heartbreaking. So this is something that Mike Judge talked about. The biggest part of his task was to make the character, but you had to voice the character so when the character's mouth move, that the voice matched what they're seeing on screen. And that's what I learned today in the animation.
1: Instead and, of the other way around.
0: Yeah, instead of the other way around, where you make the character first and then you're trying to, you know, trying to get that actor to voice it. So it really has to be a match made in heaven in order yeah. for them to really kind of go for it. Plus, you're trying to pitch this overall, this whole season to, like, Fox. And Fox at the time was just notorious for, like, Banehammer after the pilot yeah. episode on a lot of shows, which um, at that time was air TV, so anything over antenna, airwaves. If it didn't do good on views, the only way they matched it was on how many how many airwaves they were actually casting. Hmm and by getting those numbers you know the super bowl was like what they compared number number ratings to but king of the hill came on after the super bowl like that was that was the other thing like they had to kind of work around the super bowl every year that that it happened but they made it happen so as soon as super bowl was over boom i was watching king of the hill nice and i knew i knew that was gonna happen
1: yeah that was the one thing that drove me crazy about back in that you know live tv era um Sunday nights you usually got screwed because the football games would always go long, so you'd always be missing like the first twenty minutes of an episode. Yeah, because <laughs> they would they would just like not play it, or they'd shift it later, and then like sixty minutes or something would come on and like cut off the end of the. There was always something that came on that like screwed you over from being able to watch what you wanted to watch.
0: Yeah, either that or I remember like some nights I had homework, and because I didn't finish my homework, I couldn't watch King of the Hill. So I always had motivation to finish my homework no, early early in the weekend. But if not that it was um dude i remember getting off the bus like trying to catch tiny toon adventures cuz it came on at 330 oh, i used to love tiny toons I love tiny toon adventures i don't know why but i love looney tunes so that kind of Yeah so i remember yeah. running off the bus cuz this is before DVR <laughs> and you had to catch your show. so it's
1: like i try to remember what the song it's like they're Looney, they're Tooney, they're Tiny in the Tooney. Something like that, man.
0: And then Animaniacs came on after that. Yeah, I remember that one, too. Yeah. So those those followed in session. Then Saturday Morning was it for Fox, man. Remember
1: 90s? Talking about the X-Men. Yeah. Which Disney Plus is about to release X-Men 97. Yeah. I'm pretty stoked on that series.
0: And the Spider-Mans.
1: Yep. Now, all those are on Disney Plus currently. All the old X-Men ninety shows and the Spider-Mans and the Hulks. Every, basically, every Marvel cartoon ever is on Disney Plus.
0: Yeah, and uh, Fox Saturday Morning was geared towards kids, but like Sunday Evenings was like the adult cartoons. Yep. Which, you know, now um, I think there's still uh, Family Guy, Bob's Burgers, um, Simpsons that are still... I wouldn't doubt it, yeah. Yeah.
1: The, the Strongholds. The other cartoons I always watched growing up were the Disney Afternoons, like Tailspin, Chip and Rescue Rangers, Gummy Bears, uh, Ducktales, all the the Disney Afternoon shows.
0: Yeah, you had to have cattle, uh, cable or satellite in order to have those channels, and yeah. you know, coming from a bunny ears, you know, you had to go out and be the antenna. <laughs> so, uh, which is hilarious. We had a twenty foot pole to put the antenna so far up in the air just to get the channels. <laughs> That's and that, funny. And I don't know why I remember that, but that, you know, this is like pre-internet. So either had air to capture the signal or not. And that's, that's, you know, the predecessor of what we have today, which is now streaming and streaming is now taking hold of people just don't sit down on a Sunday evening and watch King of the Hill, you know, kind of like what a family would do unless you're, yeah. you know, watching Disney plus, uh, you know, I don't know how many times I had to see Moana, but,
1: <laughs> uh, Moana. Yeah, um, my beef with that is, is is a personal beef because there was a band called Escape the Fate that I it's like a kind of a like a hardcore rock emo style band, and they got a song called Cellar Door, and I swear the theme like the main song of Moana ripped off the song. <laughs> like yeah. every time I hear it, all I can hear is that song, and I'm like, why did you steal the song?
0: All I can hear is Dwayne Johnson. You're welcome. Stuck in my yeah. head.
1: Well, my favorite song though in that whole movie is. is I'm shiny because it's Jermaine Clement and I love Jermaine. <laughs> oh, look at me! I'm so shiny.
0: Yeah. Oh, and Canto's playing like simultaneously, you know, one after yeah. another, and they just hit the repeat button. So that's. I still top. haven't
1: watched that yet, which I need to. I just don't know why I haven't watched it.
0: It's it's um, pretty good. You got to watch that one.
1: Probably because I have so much other stuff to watch, like that I have to watch for like podcasts. <laughs> like, oh, yeah! I can never get a chance to watch things I want to watch.
0: So let's share your catalog, Joe. How many podcasts are you in?
1: Technically four, but one of them, we only recorded one episode, even though we keep talking about bringing it back. Uh, but I do one, which is a horrible, not for uh, safe at work purposes, a uh, show called Just Surprise Me.
0: Yes, which I've guessed on
1: quite a few times. Um, I'm pretty, pretty happy about that. <laughs> um, I do another one, which is a little bit more safe for work, even though it does have its moments, and that's called The Masters of the cinematic universe and that's a uh, movie review podcast Uh, we deep dive in on some some classic movies and some new movies and some things you may never heard of before um and i have another one i did one episode called read a book Dum Dum" with (laughs) with my buddy adam and uh, we were going to make that into a book club podcast but he got busy with life so we're that one's on hold technically at the moment we've Uh, we've got half of the book good omens done
0: (laughs) okay i was gonna ask if it was gonna be goosebumps
1: yeah, no. We do. we started with the book Good Omens, which is probably the most difficult book to start with because it's um, Neil Gaiman's Good Omens. Yes, um, um, they did the I Amazon series.
0: That, I almost got that mixed up with a book that I had to do a book report on when I was a senior in high school called A Prayer for Owen Minnie. Oh, Gosh, yeah, that book probably was a so different. hard. But you talking about some Inception? That would be a great yeah. book. Uh, well, this book but, just
1: doesn't doesn't follow any typical like storytelling pattern there's just so much stuff going on and it doesn't come together until the second half of the book so the only episode we did was the first half of the book where everything went every which way yeah. and then we never got around to doing the second episode yeah. um and and then of course this podcast the texas state boggle champions
0: yeah so we started this podcast as uh we kind of had the ongoing joke about you know that's my purse that's my purse i don't know you <laughs> Uh, I think it's because, like, the first time I guessed on uh, Just Surprise Me, uh, Will's like, who's this Tony guy? And he was like, I don't know him. And that, I think that's what spinned it off a bit. And then I just started yelling,
1: I don't know you! Because <laughs> uh, there's certain, like, I will per- say this straight up. I am not the best person at doing impersonations except for certain things. Like, I can do certain things really good and then everything else not so good
0: yeah well that's the thing i think your impersonations really spawned from a a lack of necessity because i think your sound bits went down so you had to re-impersonate all your sound bits in order to to plug for your episodes yeah Uh, well uh, i I can do like
1: mostly like scratchy voice people and like deep voice people
0: oh yeah like bender bender's a good one from futurama
1: hey bite my shiny metal ass (laughs) that's another one i can do okay yeah
0: uh, Nathan um, explosion. I can also
1: do a lot of the, the a lot of the uh, the Maurice Lamarche voices, like I am, uh, yeah. I am Lur from the planet Omicron Percy I Eight, <laughs> or, or I can do Calculon, which is acting.
0: Yeah, so that's a, that's a lot of influences. Uh, yeah. A lot of that's for animation. You know, pra- practicing this helps with uh, you, you know your orientation. So, you know, trying to say, ow, now, brown cow, you know, kind of mm-hmm. like the Anchorman. Ow, now, ups. brown cow. Yeah. <laughs> and um, with the animation, they really, um, they put a lot of processing on yep. the voice and the voice characters. And when you hear, like, Mike Judge in real life, you don't really hear Hank Hill, but it's almost his natural natural voice, actually. Because it's, yeah. it's well, he was a in an episode registry. of
1: Silicon Valley, like where you hear it, and he sounds just like yeah. like I I, my I I fanboyed out in that episode.
0: Yeah, I do that with uh, Seth MacFarlane. Like uh, the movie Ted was like a live action uh, yeah. Family Guy, somewhat, pretty much. And that dude um, could voice almost anything; it's nuts. I mean, they I wanna, would,
1: I really want to get into voice acting. Like I think that'd be a fun, fun job.
0: Yeah, I, and that's why I was talking about you know having the right compression and. It, not so much effect, but actually having a way to process somebody's voice and put it to animation when they move their mouth. Correct. Um, What I also learned in that animation technique that they would do the mainframes because of the panels. They would do the mainframes, and then it would send it off to, like, South Korea, and they would do all the (laughs) coloring. Oh, nice. as we go through each episode on King of the Hill, you'll see that the coloring improves, and I think TV even changes its format from, like, 480 to, like, 1080, uh, somewhere around 2008 or so, about where it's wrapping up, but they they finally go to just sort of the widescreen, and that's that's where you see the you know huge jump in animation, uh, especially like in Family Guy. You'll see like the first yeah. season of Family Guy, and you see it now, and you're like, how did they even cope? Well, a lot of that's computer animated oh, now. Try watching panels. like the
1: first season of Simpsons. Like, oh, it's hard. I can't do it. Like. Like, oh, you yeah. old Santa's little helper when they got him, like, <laughs> episodes and stuff. I'm like, wow, this is terrible. I'm
0: like, <laughs> oh, that, that 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 same episode wrecked me as a kid because I didn't think they were yeah. going to find him. <laughs> until yeah. it was, like, dead last at the end of the show. So, you know, you're watching this as a kid, and again, there's no DVR. So, you know, you get this cliffhanger on the commercial break, and they are like,
1: they're not going to find him. They're not going to find
0: him. And then they finally find him at the end, and then, you know, yeah. your heartbreak gets over, and you get over do, it.
1: Do you do any impersonations of characters?
0: I, I used to do a lot of the beavis uh bobby hill um hank hill um rick flair maybe i don't know if Flair's a, i don't think that's an impersonation i just think it's just that's a woo a, oh it's not just a you know you gotta you gotta wind them and dine them you know like you gotta talk about you get you know getting in your jet jet flying and all that stuff so you have to go through skits macho man that's a big one that that oh yeah oh yeah Yeah, and you got to sound like you're constipated, you know, like Mm. uh, like Ja Rule (laughs) (laughs) Mm. or DMX (laughs) or or Samuel Jackson. (laughs) So anybody that sounds constipated, I would say I've tried to impersonate at some point.
1: Nice. (laughs) Um, I also do them. I also do. That was terrible. That was terrible. I also can do Maury from Big Mouth. can can
0: you do any bill burr I like
1: no i say out. that for doug doug yeah. is, D- doug's a bill burr guy because really, you know, i can't do i can't do bill burr oh I can't yeah do that it's, de- it's
0: definitely boston i love bill burr uh yeah um, i've been listening to uh, uh the bill burr podcast a lot and those guys just go about a lot of hollywood stuff but burt kreischer that's why i was asking about your oh catalog. i love
1: burt like the burt cast is one of my favorite podcasts he did that
0: show on Netflix about how busy his life was, but he started yeah. incorporating like his family into it. But he's yeah. like shock comedy now. Have you listened to his podcast? Yes, he's he's, he's just, like the
1: sweetest guy on earth.
0: Oh, he's he's a big he's frat, like a guy. big teddy bear. he's, yeah. he's like a big teddy bear though. Yeah, and the thing is, like he always does, like uh, like some kind of shock comedy or something. So yeah. this dude's like waxing his taint on the Netflix special. That's <laughs> right. He he has like special guests like showing up. And, uh, he was like, Hey, help me do this. Like, and he'd be doing something like off the wall or something crazy That's like that. Awesome. His catalog. Yeah, I mean, he used to have his like, catalog the Conqueror,
1: huge. um, back in the day in the, yeah. the travel show he did. Um,
0: yeah, he was like the, he's on, I don't know if it's still Guinness or whatever, but he's like the tallest skydiver Yeah, because of that show.
1: He, um, also, uh, the movie Van Wilder is based on his life. No way. Yeah, Rolling Stone did an article on him when he was in Florida State University for being there so long, oh, and the he's the, he is the real-life van, van Wilder. Like, like the whole movie and everything was based on the article from Rolling Stone they did on Burt Kreischer's life.
0: Oh, that's hilarious. That dude never wears a shoot, uh, shirt for a shirt, the life of nah, him. Yeah. Nah. Yeah, I yeah, am so. the machine! He is the machine for real. <laughs> but he's also oh. the machine when it comes to, that's why I was asking about your catalog. I think you're, you're almost getting to the machine status there with all the cast and Facebook groups and dealing That's with Patreon thing. and video, well, not video editing, but editing all those podcasts. and
1: Trying to make a podcast empire here.
0: Yeah, and I think we're trying to fill up that block, so with this being the Texas State Boggle Champs and our mission to do episodic uh, I would say not walk-along, but play-along watch-along? Yeah. Maybe a sing-along? I don't know. There's <laughs> a,
1: <laughs> Tag-along? <laughs> Tag-along?
0: Yeah. So, I don't think they do musicals. No, they no, didn't I've... do any.
1: We're just going to basically appreciate these these shows and, you know, kind of go back to, you know, what made this so good, why it affected our life, you know. We'll, we'll talk through the episodes of what happened, you know, the here's and the here's and how's, but, you know, at the same time, we're going to explain why it's awesome. Throw in a little bit of, like, comedy, a little bit of, like, our own, like, takes on it. Uh, maybe some trivia here and there and just uh, hopefully, you know, give the show some love and appreciation. I'm sure there's other King of the Hill podcasts out there. I didn't look purposely because I don't want to be influenced by any of them. Because um, what will happen is I'll be listening to them, then I'll like, steal things someone said. I want to come up with this completely off the cuff. Like I listen to a lot of episodic. I listen to Futurama ones. I listen to Star Trek ones. I listen to Community ones. Um, oh, yeah. With this, I want to go in the blank slate.
0: Joe and I in the morning.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Donde estas? los biblioteca?
0: <laughs> I can't even do that whole skit. But, uh, uh, community
1: is one of my favorite shows ever. Like, you can't bring that the ATV
0: in so. here. Yes, you can. It's off-road It's dummy.
1: all-terrain. Uh, I like who he goes. Alright, now you're just making up words. Uh, Jeff, all words are made up. Dean,
0: dee, ding. Yeah. Was Greg Daniels influenced on that? I know he does The Office, so that's the other thing about Greg Daniels. A lot of people don't understand he yeah. did the uh, US version of The Office. So if you haven't heard of Greg Daniels before, <laughs> already, yeah. King of the Hill was his uh, Well, Community is joy. um
1: is dan Harmon, yeah dan um, yeah and then jay chandra jay chandra Sekar played a big role in it too
0: no way jay from like uh from Su- uh, broken lizard lizards yeah and yeah
1: um, he had a big a big um impact or influence over community also the russos the same people that did like uh all the avengers and stuff they like directed so many episodes of community it's ridiculous
0: oh wow yeah so, yeah, doing ep- That's Episonic. why everybody
1: everybody from Community was in a Marvel movie, except for Chevy Chase.
0: Yeah. I don't remember Joe McHale being in one.
1: I thought he was.
0: Yeah. Or maybe he was the one that wasn't. Again on Joe Reed and IMDb.
1: I know. <laughs> you, <laughs> well, now you triggered my, my memory here.
0: Yeah. Uh, Ian McHale did the uh, U.S. version of the IT crowd, and it just bombed. Oh, did he? Yeah. And he, I mean, he played the Irishman. Obviously, he was playing Roy's character. And It Crowd was one of my favorites as well. Um, talking about Community, uh, Joe turned me on Community, and I think it was a uh, uh, vet Brown. She plays like, oh, that's nice, guys. That's another yeah, N- impression Yvette I- Nicole Brown. Yeah, and I've been, I've been trying oh, to incorporate. Oh, that's so
1: sweet. Oh, that's so sweet.
0: Or that's nice. And
1: <laughs> you know, there was another man one day who did that. His name was Jesus. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But, uh, yeah, the uh, characters uh, and the the way they developed, I think they go all the way through, what, like, season six? And then they had some kind of, not global takeover, but...
1: Well, there were six seasons of Communities, and that was a joke. It was going to be six seasons in a movie. Uh, They never made the movie. But there were six seasons, but um, Chevy Chase kind of got pushed out around season three, season four season three four in that range
0: for obvious reasons
1: for yeah for some for, reasons for, that for
0: being his character, in character. yeah
1: for, for being a real life Pierce uh, Pierce in the ass um but uh yeah there was some some you know differences there in opinion of what was okay to say and what was not okay to say
0: <laughs> he played a real life boomer yeah and pretty that, much yeah that's before um, it was coined
1: then Donald Glover left um to to go do something else he just I guess he his time on that show just came to an end with what he wanted to do uh yvette nicole brown eventually did leave also um, i think she, she was doing that she did the by, hud
0: couple and stuff like that during that time i believe
1: yeah um she was replaced by what's that guy i, I can't remember his name was, uh keith uh keith Sandfill, maybe
0: you lost me i have yet to see season six of keith
1: david no his name is keith david the, yeah um, the uh, black guy's got that really, uh, you know, really deep voice like this. He does a lot of video game voicing and stuff. Oh, he was in Halo. Yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Why did I not so, know that? I'm a huge
0: Halo fan. They made a
1: joke about it when he replaced her, too, in the episode because it was kind of like, like a, um, like a, I guess I'm the replacement now. <laughs> and like, <laughs> And he sat in her chair and everything. I was like, oh, shit. I'm like, that's yeah. some balls. Oh, um, yeah.
0: Talking about sets, um, like with King of the Hill and everything. Let's talk set. about
1: sets, baby.
0: Yeah, the, um, well, the community was done in their study group, um, with King of the Hill is set in a fictitious, fictitious town called Arlen, Texas. Yeah. And it's almost close to Arlen-Tun in name, and I always yeah. wondered if that's what they modeled it after.
1: I was wondering that, too. I was, like, trying to find Arlen on the map, like, is this a real place?
0: It's not a real place. McMain or is the other one you need to try to look up. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, the biggest thing was, is, uh, propane dealers. And so yep. I was trying to look up where they were trying to find all these propane dealers. But there's a, apparently there's a lot of natural gas in Texas. And that's, oh, yeah. that's, that's why they capture that. And then we have... Um, Taste the, Tom, the meat
1: and not the heat.
0: Yes, the Tom Landry Middle School is another one. Yep. You know, uh, obviously, because Hank's a Dallas Cowboys fan. And then we have um, all the settings with... Uh, not just the town but just the street alley that they stand in every day yeah and uh, apparently the hill's house bill's house dale's house uh sometimes boomhauer's house but when we see boomhauer's house he's uh, always the one that uh that you know that click 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 dot com man to go go pump and break dang you know kind of stuff I'm talking about naked chicks yeah Oh, I tried to do a boomhauer that's the thing I think by the by one of these episodes we're finally gonna nail some boomhauer yeah. and try and try to understand or translate yep. or red Nick red like whatever he's yeah. trying to say
1: and, and don't forget about con he's Laotian.
0: yeah he's Laotian. <laughs> uh, he was also the same character the guy that plays Dale does uh con's uh, voice as well ah, nice. yeah um boomhauers uh, influence for mike judge uh, when he was making be with some butthead was the guy that called him up and was talking about some kind of not pork loin but like pork boys or pork butts or something yeah he was like "You kept showing that pork butts there on that uh tv there and i'm gonna stop watching it because it ain't nothing but a bunch of toilet trash or something it was just talking like a redneck and he was like you know what that inspired me to make a character so the dude took his hate mail like his hate mail and his voicemails and literally turned it into a character, which I think is uh, very inspiring. That Sometimes you you could take negative things and make something positive out of it, you know? So that's yep. that's what I thought about with Mike Judge uh, casting Boomhauer. He, he I'm does not sure his who voice. did
1: Boomhauer's voice, because I'm IMDb, that, is that's not listed. Mike.
0: That's Mike Judge. Oh, Mike does it. Okay, that's yeah. what I was wondering. Yeah, and then... Um, and they do this a lot. There's a lot, like every time you see yeah. like a like a like a child boy or somebody being played, it's usually a, a female that plays a lot of those roles too. So there was a lot of female. Oh, and uh, David
1: Herman did a lot of voices too. Speaking of Futurama crossover,
0: yeah, but with the uh, the number of um, kids that played, you had Joseph and Bobby and uh, yep. Khan Junior. Um, all, all all female voiced, and that that to me was inspiring as well because they have uh you know, a mixed crowd that can actually uh be diverse in a oh, lot of ways.
1: I'm just looking through the IMDB for the uh the actors. There's a lot I didn't realize. I didn't realize uh and Meyer was uh was Joseph Gribble. Yeah. <laughs> um Born Tom, also another futurama actor. Uh, mm-hmm. she was she's Connie. Um and uh I mean it's just crazy the people yeah. like in this show. Of course Tom Petty uh, Danny Trejo was in a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Chuck Mangione. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Maurice Chuck. LaMarche was in it, too. I, I should have known he'd be in there. Yeah. He was... He, he did... Um, It's weird, because Maurice LaMarche did a lot of voices for Futurama, and he's one of the main actors, but he didn't do any of the big characters. He did, like, all the secondary character voices.
0: Yeah. And then the, we, we had some uh, large transitions uh, in the late seasons of uh, King of the Hill, where... Peggy's no longer a substitute teacher, but a real estate agent. Yep. So that, there was a lot of new characters introduced then. Um, obviously, the Lucky episodes, um, when Luann's uh, moved on from Bucky. I think she finally moved on from Bucky. I mean, she ended up marrying Lucky. Spoiler yeah. Spoiler alert. And then, we <laughs> if you haven't ever seen an episode of King of the Hill. But we're trying to um, make this interesting. It's going to be a point of view from Joe and I. Um, I'm gonna have some nostalgic things that I remember while watching some of these episodes because I watched them live as a kid, and mm-hmm. then watched them played over a thousand times. It seems like on Adult yeah. Swim, I actually go to sleep to Adult Swim. So like I used I used to. I don't know if that's disturbing or not because I would wake up and like death clock will be on or something.
1: Yeah. Oh, another great show. Yeah. Metalocalypse.
0: Yeah. Are you a Rick and Morty fan?
1: Oh yeah. There's another yeah. Dan Harmon project.
0: Yeah. That's that's what I was getting at. And then with um the obscure stuff like uh, Robot Chicken and yeah you know it's Seth Green and all that, but uh yeah you'd wake up in the night and you're like w- 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 like w- 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 w-. like waking <laughs> like up to some of that stuff, but we had uh just I do that because like that's a lot of episodic stuff like you can see Family Guy you can see Futurama you can see King of the Hill so you get your nostalgia and then they really get into all the obscure stuff. Like, yeah. uh, I don't know if you watch like Derek, Eric, Eric Andre show or anything like that. Oh, like, I love Eric Andre. Oh man. Or
1: yeah. He, would, I don't know he, why I'm thinking it's, he might yeah.
0: be the king of shock comedy at this point.
1: Yeah. I, it's, it's kind of hard to beat him. Like that's where, uh, didn't Hannibal Burris also start in his show? Like as his like yeah. a, assistant.
0: Oh yeah. And he like shot him on live TV. Yeah, he shot yeah. him. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, uh, that show he, is insane. It um, is insane.
1: But I, I loved Eric Andre and uh, Man Seeking Woman was another good one with him and Jay Baruchel. Yeah, that was uh, like that was a crazy
0: show too. Yeah, and um, the stuff that's on Adult Swim like I wouldn't recommend to watch, my my kids to watch, but I would watch it just because oh, yeah. that's what's you know to give this somewhat a wrap up. Try and wrap up with this overall. King of the Hill was like kind of a good wholesome adult yeah filmation. Um, other than that, you had like Simpsons and Family Guy and I wouldn't say anime, like Dragon Ball Z and all that stuff, but there wasn't a whole lot of shows where, you know, everybody could sit down on a Sunday the Sunday night and watch it.
1: Yeah. You're not going to get anything really too out there. That's you know inappropriate, too inappropriate, I guess.
0: Yeah. Speaking of out there and, uh, not trying to put you on the spot, Joe. I think we're going to put some uh, plugs in uh, towards the end of these episodes where we can make room to grow, uh, oh, yeah. you know, for like Patreon members, and uh, I think we're going to do some video editing to do some of the watch-alongs, and uh, probably give some shout-outs, and probably create some um, some goodie packages for you know avid listeners as Definitely. well. Yeah, so we're trying to put those things into plan and. You know yep. uh I know Joe shared his catalog my my other catalog is I, I come from a music background so I do a lot of a lot of gear talk and uh do a lot of mentorships and help people uh, because I'm more of a moral character and try to uh, be on the bright side of things so when I was uh, saying oh that's nice because not because I'm gullible because I'm always trying to bring the positivity yeah. to it Joe's on more of a dark timeline
1: yeah always so- that's why we're going to work so well together, because it's exact
0: opposite. Yeah, that's like even in your room. If I'm looking at your room on camera, it's darker than mine because I always like yeah. light and light yeah. always overrides the dark. Like I'm in a
1: dungeon of books and guitars and amps.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm just recording in the laundry room because I kind of wanted to work on slapback echo and. Because you're clean. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> you work clean. Yeah, I do a lot of chores too. So. let uh. say I'm Peggy Hill or anything like that. Who ya? But, uh, you know, try to work towards the end of the episodes. Give shout-outs to our, you know, our loving members. And uh, I think uh, most of all, I want to thank you, Joe, for this opportunity. And this is uh, absolutely fun for me. Oh, Um, me too. This is only my second adventure. I'm doing my first adventure with the Gear Talk uh, podcast that I do with uh, a page called The Signal Path. And now we're going to start working on the Texas State Boggle Champs. So I think I should learn Boggle. At some point, we gotta play some Boggle. Yeah, there wonder,
1: there are Boggle apps where we could we could play against your friends. Okay, kind of like um
0: the game Pigeon thing on iPhone, like you can yeah. pass it back and forth. I don't know if you could do it on Zoom. Is it really a two player game? I think it's it's a more yeah. Well, basically,
1: game. what happens is you 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 play, and then the next person, the other player, like you know, you both can play. Like you don't have to play it exactly simultaneous. And then the next time you come on, it just shows like how you scored against each other. Yeah, yeah. it's a Boggle with Friends, a Zynga word game.
0: Ah, Zynga, yeah. Yeah, I'm more of a console gamer, but <laughs> I'll do the board games. Actually, oh, I, yeah. at home, I'm not allowed to play board games. Oh, really? It turns into, like, that Dane Cook Monopoly. Yeah. It's like, it's 4A, Grandma. I'm tired. Like, flips the table and everything. Yeah.
1: My yeah. other favorite game of all time is Risk. Yeah. Um, Which is super hard. Um I, I don't know where it's at, but somewhere on my shelf there's a Game of Thrones risk. Oh, wow. Um, Obviously,
0: like checkers and chess, I did a lot of uh, card games, like Texas Hold'em, stuff like that. Um, Also not allowed to play, because I don't know if it's a fair or unfair advantage, because I'm not trying to count cards. I'm no Rain Man or anything, but...
1: (laughs) (laughs) Definitely, definitely dope.
0: Yeah, um... But, you know, try to have fun with these episodes, share our life experiences. Obviously, this entire show about King of the Hill is about sharing life experience. And that's what Mike Judge was trying to captivate in that entire series, I would say.
1: 100%.
0: Yeah. You got anything to wrap up here, Joe? Uh,
1: no, nah, I mean, this is, this is going to be fun. I'm looking for, forward to this adventure. It's going to be a nice, at least 259 episode adventure.
0: <laughs> oh, absolutely, and we're going to tag team it all the way through, guys. All right, oh, so yeah. th- this is our intro, and I think, Joe, if we even have the outro video I sent you as well. Oh, you sent
1: me an outro video? I missed that Yeah, one.
0: that was the long one. Oh! But that was the one that was like the whole minute. Oops. Yeah. but <laughs> I'll I think have we- to put
1: that in and post.
0: Yeah, that, that'd that be great. So, uh... uh um,
1: but, yeah, we need a tagline to go out on.
0: Oh, absolutely. So... I think it'd naturally be said,
1: That's my purse. I don't know you. I don't know you! That's my purse! I don't know you!